When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Hello, Anna. Hello, Andrew. Hey, everybody else. Welcome to our podcast. Scary Stories Stories to to Tell tell on the Pod. pod. It's a podcast about uh, scary stories by people and things and places. Frightening stories and frightening people and events that have frightened people. And people who went, oh. And, and, oh, I didn't like that. (laughs) I have been noticing you and I do some grade A gasp work on this show. Um, Yes. And listeners have commented about this in mm-hmm. a way. It makes me feel really seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, uh, when we were recording remotely, I was going through to listen to, I had two recordings and wasn't sure which one was the urban ledge and which one was the regular one. <laughs> uh-huh. And I pressed play and it was silent. And I was like, it was like in the middle of the track. And I was like, oh my God, what did I do wrong? It wasn't plugged in. And then I hear myself go, no. <laughs> no. Uh, oh my God, Andrew. <laughs> it's most of the yeah. podcast is just me being like a gaspy, not helpful. No, it's perfect, Anna. I I think I texted you about this earlier. Years ago, Anna and I, our sketch group gentleman party, did a show at the Museum of Modern Art. That's true. They asked us. They commissioned us. We were paid uh-huh. money to do a sketch and improv show there. Yes. Um, and Anna uh, wrote a sketch. Or was it – did you write the sketch about the dead body that was being no, puppeted? No. Did Mike, Mike Spence wrote, Mike wrote Spence it for wrote me, it. which was very yes. flattering. About um, a performance artist who at her funeral wanted her body puppeted around and Anna in a really brilliant physical acting moment. Um, danced as her pre-recorded voice under a Philip Glass song <laughs> was like, dance my dead corpse. And there's like a 20 minute long audio track of just your voice that is on, is on my husband Chris's computer because he helped us do it. What a cursed file. And it is so funny. There's so much we had to cut just because it's so long, but it's just like never ending Anna with the most calming voice like... There is a plug in my butt so that my rotting juices do not come out. Oh, yeah. It's really good. Wait, Chris texted. It's one of the funniest things. Let me see. Yeah. Let me just text myself about myself to myself. (laughs) A lot of horror adjacent sketches from our past. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I was talking about, I just just had a general and was talking about like what I'm working on and it was all like spooky stuff. Um, Let me see. Years. I think the first time we ever talked about doing 
a something involving scary stories to in the dark. I was like going through old, old, old messages. And years ago in like 2015, we were texting each other about doing a sketch show at the pit and asking Michael Potts, who's an amazing stage actor. Oh my who God. Taught yeah. both Anna and I, um, who played brother Muzo in, uh, the wire. And we were going to have him read the stories and Anna and I would do sketches inspired by each one of them. But this feels like a much more low impact experience though hearing michael we Potts. did that no no we no we just we, would? we talked about it i yeah. can't believe we did that we said four years ago what a time man but we were too busy he's so sweet he should have been less friendly and approachable oh my god he was so kind he did a staged reading uh me and todd did a show todd briscoe very yeah writer, so funny uh, of our hotel book at union hall <gasps> and he did staged readings of uh one star yelp reviews for mcdonald's <laughs> <laughs> the Times Square McDonald's. My favorite. Or five. I can't remember if it was one star or five star. Oh, either way. You read one star reviews for the Statue of Liberty and I think five star reviews for the Times Square McDonald's. God, he brings such <laughs> elegance. Uh, the, my most pressing memory of him is um, one time he was never late ever to class. Oh, yeah. Always sitting comfortably with a smile on his face. Right. And then he arrived like five minutes late one time. We were kind of like, oh, like, look who's finally late. And he took his glasses off and was like, I'm very sorry that I was late. Um, I left my apartment and a man came up to me with a knife and said, give me your wallet. And I looked him in the face and I said, you're not going to mug me. And he didn't. Like, and, and I don't know whether it's true or not, but honestly, we were all wrapped. Just like. Oh. God, even, like whether that was true or not, it was just such an amazing performance. It has to be true. It has to be. He's not, he would not lie. You couldn't, there's no way. You're to... not going to mug me. <laughs> oh, God, I love. I love He's so good. Bots. Yeah. Oh my God, I love that story. I've never heard that story. You're <laughs> not going so, to mug me. You're not going to mug me. He's perfect. Yeah, yeah. he, Um. I, he was watching me do a scene or a monologue or something and he was sitting there sort of with his arms crossed and his legs crossed and he was smiling and he was like, you are sitting on a deep, deep well of intense, powerful emotions <laughs> and you just have a lid on it. And I was, he was like, I know how to help you move it, oh, but oh. not today. <laughs> And I was like, oh, I would really love to be on um, ABC Family. Wow. Is there any way you could help me move it? And he's like, no, we don't have time. Oh, my God. He was like, I can't do it in this class setting. It would have to be like a workshop or like he's, longer term. That is wild. Like, I could. Not going to. Not today. I was like. Okay, I'm going to go become a writer. <laughs> <laughs> I've had two tacos today from two different tacos. I like stops. to slouch and eat and worry and not look good or talk. So is that an actor? Am I, I an like actor? to slouch and eat and worry and not look good. <laughs> yeah, wow. That, so boy, I'm pretty do I feel sure that. I'm like an actress. Yeah, that sounds um, right. Yeah, but... That's There's only great. one spot available for that type of actor, and it's Paul Giamatti, and he's filled it. He just will not leave that spot. He has to leave. Um, so, Anna, today you are reading a scary story. Today I'm reading a damn scary-ass story. From Alvin And Schwartz. you got to deal with it. <gasps> oh, okay. Okay. I've seen the title, and I'm thrilled. Listeners, today's scary story that I have brought to you here 
for the podcast is called, it's from the very first Burke, scariest. <laughs> Shut up. No, uh, I good. said first Burke it's and you good. liked it. You um, loved it. I'm I'm so glad. Not you, Andrew. The Just the audience. Everybody. They went nuts. They ate it up they like love, it was Maypo. They love my quirks. <laughs> what is Maypo? Um, it's like an old hot cereal. I lost interest. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's like an old, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's oh, stop. <laughs> uh, it's from the first Burke Scary Stories in All the Dark by Alvin Schwartz, with drawings by Stephen Gamble. And it is on page 41, and it is called The Girl Who Stood on a Grave. Uh, um, and we can talk about what this story meant to us after. For sure. Okay. This I the first sentence you couldn't get any more Alvin Schwartz. Here we mm-hmm. go. Some boys and girls were at a party. One night. God. Some nouns and nouns were doing a <laughs> verb on a noun. <laughs> it's just so funny. The decision between, like, in our last story, it was like Sam Wallace. Like, oh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's was, right. You know? Man. Some I, boys and girls. It is great. Like, hearing what you said about the documentary and, like, that it's it's made to be simple so that people can retell it. Is yeah. Like, That's, I get that. That is I, true. Also, but it's so funny. It's a podcast and I... If we don't make fun of it, there's nothing here. This will be four seconds. It'll be nothing. Um, Okay. Some boys and girls were at a party one night. Uh, What do you think they're doing? Um, Drinking punch. uh, I would say probably sitting around a big – Coffee table? Sunken sunken living room, you know? Oh, I like that. Okay. So this is like early 70s. Yeah. I'd like to think so. Yeah. Okay, great. It's Sally Draper and her friends. (laughs) There was a graveyard down the street and they were talking about how scary it was. Don't ever stand on your grave after <laughs> Leave me alone. I just ate a side of mashed potatoes and a chocolate chip cookie, oh. and I'm sober. So it's <laughs> shocking. Um, which, it's not great for your voice. <laughs> Don't ever stand on a... <laughs> no. Leave it all in. I, I want lo- them to yeah. see the mess. I love, I love this girl that is telling everyone this. I think I'm like, I have the week off, and I've just been focusing on relaxing, and yeah. I think I'm relaxed enough that nothing works anymore. No, I, think I think I need to be perfect. so stressed that I'm about to die in order to function <laughs> on any basic level. No, this and now is more I've fun. like meditated for 11 seconds, and I'm instantly, everything's falling apart. If we were good at this, it wouldn't be compelling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then we would just be storytellers. We're just two little former altar servers just talking about ghosts. Uh, okay. Don't ever stand on a grave after dark, one of the boys said. The person inside will grab you. He'll pull you under. Shallow grave. Shallow grave, long arm. Long arm. Only a boy? Long arm, shallow grave. And it has to be a he. Right. He will grab you. Like girls can't pull you under? Mm Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Maybe you didn't attend the women's march. (laughs) But we're everywhere and we're powerful and we can do anything. (laughs) And we have babies. Okay? And they're only stronger after death. We have all women have babies. (laughs) Every single fucking one. And that's why we're strong. And honestly, don't step on our grave. (laughs) That's not true. One of the girls said, it's just a superstition. A nice role reversal of... Nice. uh, Yeah, of kind of an... um, a reply guy, a reply girl, you know? Yeah. Actually? Actually, no. Yeah. And she's wearing sort of like a horizontal striped sweater with like brown and green and like mm-hmm. lots of colors that shouldn't go together. A really intense middle part. Super intense center yeah. part. Long horse girl hair. Mm-hmm. I think exactly my shade of hair mm-hmm. color. Yeah. Um, um, I'll give you a dollar if you stand on a grave, said the boy. Hmm. Okay. So they're having like a will they or won't they moment. Yeah. 
Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have a terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Emdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, charging it up and listening through your app. Um, I think he thinks it's flirty, but she just thinks he's being rude. Right. Oh, gosh. Tale as old as time. I know. Um, yeah. A grave doesn't scare me, said the girl. I'll do it right now. Hmm. This hmm. feels like a parentified child. I, like, I feel like she's making meals for her younger siblings and <laughs> driving. <Yeah. laughs> driving to school. Yeah. Her dad's a writer. He like, but he, but he writes for like TV guide. Yeah. You know? And their mom exploded. So she, <laughs> <laughs> she has to do all the chores. <laughs> oh, did you ever know anyone who lived on a street with a graveyard? Like that had a graveyard on it? You know? No, our our high school was near a church that had a small graveyard. Or it oh, was like, yeah. a, like a Revolutionary War graveyard. It was wow. just on Merrick Road. Wow. Um, and we drive past it sometimes. Yeah, I feel I like very that. very aware of that. That adds so much. Like, did you the, know anyone? I mean, like I think I mentioned another episode. Like there are just graveyards everywhere in New Hampshire. Right. So that, But in Florida, no. I mean, if if someone lived on a street with a graveyard, that would be a big coup, you know? A huge coup. Yeah. So she's going to go. In the, it would also night. be coup. Coup. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to go at night and put the, okay. Yeah. She's going to go at night and put the, yeah. The boy handed her his knife. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're, we have to assume it's a Swiss army knife. If, if he just has like a Bowie like knife. A Bowie or knife. Or just, or worse yet, like a, like a paring knife, weirdly. Yeah. I like it better if it's a giant knife with a holster than if it's just a loose sharp knife <laughs> um not okay with that no um handed her his knife which is also sort of sexual and like kind of fun it is a weird sort of meet cute from her, yeah from his perspective potentially. i think yeah. she also is into it but is also like you're rude right it's a classic high school she romance. doesn't like herself for liking it right um handed her his knife stick this knife in one of the graves he said then we'll know you were there mm. I don't know. None of these kids have jobs. Um, like, I feel like they're spoiled rich kids. Why does he have a knife? Yeah. Also a single dollar. That that makes me unclear when the time is. I guess still the 70s. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I miss the money part of this. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he had to involve money. I think she would have done it just to prove. Right. That's very true. Um, the graveyard was filled with shadows and was as quiet as death. There's nothing to be scared of, the girl told herself. But she was scared anyway. Bravery is not bravery unless you're a little frightened. If we made like sterling silver gold-plated jewelry for our podcast, uh -huh. um, there was nothing to be scared of, but she was scared anyway would be sort of on like around the ring. I think that really speaks to our id. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. This This would be a good tattoo. <laughs> she picked out a grave, how, and stood on it. Then quickly she bent over and plunged the knife into the soil, and she started to leave. But she couldn't get away. Something was holding her back. Oh, God. She tried a second time to leave, but she couldn't move. 
She was filled with terror. Something has got me, she screamed, and she fell to the ground. When she didn't come back, the others went to look for her. They found her body sprawled across the grave. Without realizing it, she had plunged the knife through her skirt and had pinned it to the ground. It was only the knife that held her. She had died of fright. Oh. Wow. Wow. The lesson is... The lesson is, I guess, don't be a bitch in a skirt. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That is the big takeaway. Wear pants to the party. Dress for movement. Yeah. Always. If we learn nothing from theater school, come prepared to move. Lack of preparation is no excuse. Wow, I I really am realizing that teenage girls just get massacred in in these books. I didn't really put that together for having opinions. Yeah, but sometimes it's good, like the hook story, her being like, "Let's go." But you know what? Caution is always the right thing. Yeah, she gets punished because there's nothing to be scared of. Yeah, either someone else gets murdered or you get murdered. Like in Harold. Right. It's the one who's like, I got, we got to go. Although the, in <gasps> no, Harold, they drew straws and the, the cautious yeah. guy. Yeah. But then the person who was like, you know, whatever, who cares? That's so interesting. Although I guess they were both afraid. Yeah. I don't know. I Bad example. But. I, this story, it, it, this story is a, is a rare sort of story where the, the scare comes from the not supernatural thing. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. a mix. Of, it's not like. It's there a was, Scooby-Doo. Right. You think it's something spooky dooky. Turns out to be normal. But it would be like Scooby-Doo if, if like, um, Velma died. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Zoinks! <laughs> well, we, well, she's dead. You know, like. Who's that? Uh, I don't know. I, I would think it was, I was attempting. No, Fred's like, Shag? Scoob? Like, oh, yeah, you do a really good Fred. Uh, but sh- I can't do a Shag. I don't know why I went can to you, Shag. Sorry, just really quick. Can you be Fred call, uh, calling Velma's parents to let her know what happened? <laughs> Ring, ring. Hello? Uh, Mrs. Dinklage? <laughs> yes, this is she. Uh, this is Velma's friend, Fred. Uh, we solve mysteries together with our big dog and our oh, tall friend. yeah. Are you the one who's like seven feet tall? Uh, no, that's that's my friend Shaggy. I'm the oh. one with the ascot. Oh, I like you. Okay, yeah. Thanks so much. Um, listen, Mrs. D, uh... <laughs> Uh, it's, it sounds like you're in a public place. Um, yeah, I'm at the mall. I'm uh, okay. Maybe maybe I'm, I should call you, know you back. You know, there's the sneakers with the little wheel in it. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm waiting to buy them. All right. Uh, listen. Um, I, there's a there's there's gonna be a voicemail on your. Uh, no, why don't you go ahead and tell me? I the, have literally it doesn't open for another eleven hours. How how many kids do you have? Twelve. Okay. Uh, Velma's dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. She's got eleven more. He's so considerate. Yeah. <laughs> I do wonder if you have that many children. Like when you, right? I don't know. I I went through Greenwood Cemetery, and it's like you see these graves with like two children are buried with the parents, and right. then like a couple other. And it's like these people had like fifteen kids. I know. How sad. Do you, do you? Yeah. Does it? Do you build up a resistance to it? Or I mean, you gotta have know. favorites. Once you yeah. get past, I feel like once you get past six kids, 
Yeah. Something is up. Something's up. Yeah, no one's happy with the amount of kids. There was that This American Life story about the family of like 10 kids who were, half of them were fighting over. Oh, yeah. They're their parents' stuff or something. I, re- I vaguely remember this. Cool story, Dress. Really now get me a sandwich. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so what... Okay. What? Because um, we've talked about this story before. It's yes. definitely one that sticks out. I've written a... I wrote a reductress article called <laughs> yes. Five Great Midi Skirts to Stab to That Grave. <laughs> That's right. And I did... Um, I this was like one of the few images I used that I wasn't allowed to really. Oh, I think I don't uh, know if this was right. clearable. I think it was like I don't know. Oh yeah. So wait, but, the illustration we totally forgot to talk yeah, about. Yeah. Oh, so the illustration. Oh my god. For fans of Stephen Gamble roots, mm-hmm. you're in for a treat. So this is this is a rare one where it's just literally drawing what's happening. Yeah. Um. There's a sort of a light colored gray overcast sky. Mm-hmm. Um. And. She's in, she's on like a dark hill. There's a lot of Stephen Gamble roots coming up from the ground. Mm -hmm. She's kneeling and her foot looks like a little sort of rooty shadow and her arms are like blurry smudgy. And then her left hand goes into some like roots that sort of like Mm. her fingers are roots that go down to the ground. Um, And she's wearing really cute, like an A-line skirt. It goes all the way down. Yeah. Um, and like a long sleeve black turtleneck. It's very chic. It is. And her hair looks, it's kind of um, triangular. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. The way that she's dressed, it sort of looks like someone who was born in France but lives here. And you'd mm-hmm. never, it like doesn't come up until it comes up. And then you're like, oh. It, it really reads Maria Abramovic to me. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Marina? I think Marina? it's Marina. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Very more. Maria Marina Abramovic, mm-hmm. the lady from who sit in the in the museum. She wear red and she look. She sit. It Marina. is Marina. Okay, Marina. Yep. Marina. Think about that. Think about it. Um. So she's doing that and she's screaming and you can see her top teeth, <laughs> which are great. Um. She yelling. She maybe has some. She definitely has a center part. You were correct about that. Oh yeah, I did. Good job. That. Thank you. Um, and then in the background, it's really cool. They're sort of like watercolory pastel, like very, very diffuse suggestions of graves. Uh, and then like touching the ground on the low on the horizon is a, a little white orb that we can assume is the moon. Oh, yeah. That makes sense in Stephen Gamble world, too. Yeah. The moon's not where you think it should be. The moon, he keeps you guessing. <laughs> um, so so what what – Part of your brain does this story occupy? Like, what what drew you to it? Um, I just like that it. I remember feeling sort of disappointed by the story because I wanted it to be a zombie, right? But if it was a zombie, then that would just be like paying off exactly what you said would happen, which okay. kind of sucks. Um, but I like that it had the spooky factor, and then also was like explainable. That was cool. Also, the concept of a young person dying from fright, that was like, that really stuck with me. Yes. You know, the danger of that. Yes. Oof. We will delve more into that in a few future, a few per epiturd. (laughs) Epiturd. 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 How to go. You guys want some apps? Epiturds? (laughs) Um, Yeah. That, oh. How about you? Um, yes, I think... I remember being a very little kid and and really not, and kind of missing the part about it not it being the knife. You know, like I think in my head I was sort of like, oh, a zombie got her still. And then, oh, you know, interesting. Um, but that was just because I 
um, was not listening as closely as I should have been. Um, yeah, I think, I think that was scary to me. Um, I also think I kept being like, where are the adults? Like how young are these people? Yes. You know, I always have that sense. I know. Yeah. When we were like talking about like, what are they doing? I was like, are they 17? Are they eight? Right. Right. And that, and so that kind of like the reality of this, there's a lot of stories too, where it's like a teenage girl, the, the white satin dress or the white. That there's like that the one. The white satin gown. White satin gown. Like stories in which a girl doesn't really do anything wrong, gets killed. I kept thinking of the reality of like what that would mean to her white satin evening gown. Family, you know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. that made me sad. Um she a bitch. <laughs> but it, this is a very kind of urban legendy story, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, a hundred percent. It's very much like uh yeah, it's in the same category or it. No, what part of the book is it? And let me see. Is this in Other Dangers? It is not. It's They Eat Your Eyes, They Eat Your Nose. Oh. These are scary stories about all kinds of things, cop out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The ones told here are about a grave, a witch, a man who liked to swim, a hunting trip, and a market basket. There's also one about worms eating a corpse. M-dash, your corpse. Oh, God. Rude. Um... Were you in your teenage years? Were um, your friends big uh, truth or dare uh, folks? Um, what did we play? We played a little bit of truth or dare. I play that with my cousins and like their friends, oh, yeah. older cousins and their cool friends. Um, and it was mostly like, oh my god, <laughs> my cousin, one of my older cousins' friends. Which like I have so many cousins that this is still anonymous. Um, <laughs> their friends were like. Oh, no, it was one of my older cousins was like uh, she had two friends uh, who were sisters. And she was like, if you had to make out with one of them, who would it be? And I was like, I don't want to make out with girls. And she was like, (laughs) yeah, but you have to pick. And I was like, I guess this one. And she was like, ew, you want to kiss girls. You're a lesbian. What? Oh, my. (laughs) That is a classic older cousin move. Uh, Oh, yeah. Wow. It was great. Um, Yeah. Truth but what about you? Um, so I went to I went to a uh, arts middle school and high school, right? And there was kind of a reaction. Everything was like very like in touch with emotions and everything, but there was a very sort of reactionary period of high school where like all of the guys in the theater department would like have big sleepovers. Um, and I'm sure like a quarter of them are gay now, you know, like, yeah. but, but like at the time it felt very like, and we're going to eat meat and blah, blah. And it was just like very <laughs> big it, it, plastic bowls of raw beef. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we would play this game called lucky, oh. which was a version of truth or dare, which was everyone would sit in a big circle and we would come up together with a dare, like a really horrible thing. Um, and then oh, you would keep pulling the cards and until someone pulled a joker and then they would be lucky and they would have to do the thing. And, um, and, and there were some that were like really simple and silly, like you have to spin around for like 90 seconds and walk around the perimeter of the pool. And then someone would get really weird. There was one that was like, um, <laughs> there was one that was like, and a different person would come up with the dare every time. And one, one time some guy was like, we were like 14 or 15 years old. Some guy was like, um, whoever picks Lucky has to get spanked by every other guy here. And for whatever reason, we're all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. He's and our then, friend. He's 45. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and then it happened. Oh. And then we all did spank someone. Oh my God. And I think we all just felt super weird about it. And then we never, never talked about it again. But I never <laughs> came up with the dare. And then someone was like, farmers never come up with the dare before. And I was trying to think of something that would be like bad, but not oh that no. bad. Your ass got roasted so, for sure. So then I, but then I was like, um, you have to drink a shot glass of apple cider vinegar. And everyone was like, that's lame. Like, anyone can do that. Like, blah, blah. People do that on purpose. Right. Like, and I was sort of like, oh, yeah, I guess so. Um, but then this kid, <laughs> this like one poor guy picked it and was like, this will be fine. And we went in the backyard. And um, we. Backyard. Yeah, we like. So he could throw up? Well, luckily. Because no sooner, like, he, it like went down his throat. It was like, look. And then immediately we heard it happen. It was like. <laughs> It went down, and then truly from his mouth came like, and then, it, and then he threw up for so long, and I felt horrible. I didn't know it would have that effect at all. I thought it would just taste bad. Oh, my God. Did he die? No, he's okay now. I think he's fine. Um, but, yeah, that Bummer. was kind of the only version of that. There was no, like, kissing, you know, like, no, like, boys and girls together daring, you know, kissing and who do you have a crush on and stuff. Oh, we did a lot of kissing games in high oh, school. Wow. We passed a mint and <gasps> made out with a boy who I was in love with. <gasps> the song Tainted Love by Marilyn Manson. Wow. And I was so in love with him. And he now lives in Southern California <gasps> and raises parrots with his partner. Oh, that took a turn. Yeah. Wow. Um. <laughs> Oh my God. Phrases, parrots. You gotta, you gotta, it's a certain point. Yeah, I think there's something, I don't know. I think with, with teen horror whores, um, teen horrors, <laughs> teen horror stories like this, I think it really does sort of play on this like expect. Your body is becoming an adult and your brain is still very much a kid. Yeah. And there's this like dissonance between like there are real consequences for the stupid things your kid brain tells you to do, you know? Yes. You don't have any life experience, but you are an adult. You just don't have any experiences. Well, that was at one of these – at one of these guy sleepovers. Um, We were playing Manhunt. And uh, the cops came (gasps) and held up Jack Warren at gunpoint. What? Yes. Because they thought he was trespassing? Well, they were because I guess. They were like, you're hiding in a lame place. Right. They were like, I think someone was hiding under a car. And then like. And they were like, that's a pussy move. You you can't do that. (laughs) A cop came out with a gun. And then like Mr. Warren had to come and be like, hi, these are my kids and their friends playing in our yard. They don't know they're men, sir. (laughs) (laughs) My sons don't know they're men. My sons don't know they're men. (laughs) Yeah, and that, yeah. So, again, like, real-world consequence for what our dumb kid brain told oh, us. Oh, my God. I know. I'm trying to think of examples of that. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Who would you cast? That's a good question. Um, I would cast, I guess, maybe Sunitha Mani <gasps> to play a teen. Yep. That's um, really good. Yeah. That's really, really good. I think she's a she's a center part goddess. <laughs> Um, and I feel like could wear, I've seen her wear turtlenecks before. It Mm -hmm. looks great. Um, I think she'd also be a good, like, screamer. Like, she could do, I feel like she could do a horror movie scream. That's important. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then, who would you cast for the girl? For the girl? I'm trying to think. Um, I mean... From the illustration, and this is obviously makes no sense, but from the illustration, it's uh, it. She reads very Shelley Duvall, oh. and I'm kind of trying to think like who is today's Shelley Duvall? Kelly Duvall, <laughs> her daughter. <laughs> um, and 
I think there's something to uh, like who's who's like who's an actress. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think who's like the, an actress who is like incredibly vulnerable, but in horror situations, like goes into full throttle. You know what I mean? Also, it's hard with like a teen. That's like a hard. Yeah. I don't know that my mind's gravitating. I feel like so. Camila Cabello would be good with this. <gasps> oh, in that dress. Yeah. Well, she's got the hair, which is stupid to guess yeah. for hair, but I feel like she could. We're casting for hair. We're so. actually casting for hair. So if you do not have a head, please, you're going to have to go home. Don't yeah. even sign in. Is she a good act? Has she acted anything? I'm not sure. I bet she will. Give her a shot. She it, was performing very much those songs that she yeah. did. Give her a, yeah. Horror is a great place to start. I, yeah. Well, she did like a sort of like a powdered wigs sort yeah. of hoop skirt kind of thing, which I think is close enough to Singing Halloween. is acting. Singing, you have to act the song. Yeah. Take my workshop. It's called Acting the Song <laughs> and Sketch Comedy. Every session will end with Anna saying, I could fix your problem, but not uh, today. Not today. <laughs> it um, was the hottest thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Who'd be the guy? Um... Oh, who's that guy from Workaholics? Adam oh, Divine? yeah. I don't yeah, know. maybe him. He's in like the cut gemstones or what's that? Yeah. The yeah. <laughs> Is that it? I think you're combining righteous gemstones and uncut gems. <laughs> I think with, you're right. <laughs> uh, is it uncut gems or uncut jewels? Uh, I, th- I uncut think either way. studs. <laughs> <laughs> Eastern Europe. <laughs> um. Do you, have you ever seen that gems. video of the little kid who's telling Alexa to look up a video called Tickle Tickle? <laughs> and he's, it's a little kid, so he has like a speech in him. So he's like, Alexa, find Dicko Dicko. And then oh, Alexa's no. like, searching for dick men, big dick, uncut dick. And it's just like, and then you hear the parents be like, no, no, Alexa, stop. <laughs> Wait, is it okay if we look that up? <laughs> yeah, give it a quick search. Want to hear a station for porn detected? Porno ringtone, hot chick amateur girl quiet no, sex. No, 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 it truly is like the youngest you can possibly be as a human being on being able to perform speech. <laughs> this child is, I think, one year old. <laughs> oh, no. Um, <laughs> Anna, did anything spooky happen to you this week? Yeah, this video. Yeah, that video. That's a good um, Something spooky that happened. I mean... A lot of Lady Bird in the Mirror stuff, uh, like I'm staying in an Airbnb that, again, they're all spooky because L.A. houses look like haunted houses because this is where movies are made. This is the one that used to belong to Betty Davis? Yes. I'm staying in a place. It's like subdivided a bunch, but it's like this estate that she used to live in. There's horses in the backyard. (gasps) A bunch of people have stayed there who I know, um, which is wild. Wow. That is cool. But... uh, yeah, it's very spooky dooky. She looks in the mirror. 
No, I'll be looking in the mirror and then I'll sort of see a little white thing sort of in the corner. And it's my stupid fat dog (laughs) (laughs) just taking herself for it. She's been so vocal. There's like, there's very few carpets in the place. And anytime there isn't carpet or rugs, she just feels on edge because she can never really relax. Oh, she loves carpet. She loves carpet. There's um, cow skin rugs in two rooms, which she loves. Oh, I bet. She's yeah. like, this was alive. Like she, She's yeah, like, this, for me, rocks. <laughs> um, what was it? I was talking about, oh, something spooky that happened to me this week was just remembering the movie Gerald's Game. Yeah, that is a scary movie. It's the scariest movie I've ever seen. Um, Troubling. Oh, because the director, Mike Flanagan, also directed Dr. Sleep, which is coming out after Halloween. I know. Which I guess they're like, no, no, we're not a Halloween movie. We're like a good movie. movie. Spooky isn't seasonal. Spooky isn't seasonal, but it's also like, let me go see Dr. Sleep on Halloween. I know. Have you read it? No. It's good. I won't read. I won't. I'm too hot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But Gerald's Game is scary. Stephen King? It's so scary. I need for, no, I feel like. Not to knock them. I'm sure it's a successful movie, but no one I know has seen it. And Mm. it's pissing me off because it's the only thing I ever want to talk about. That happens when things go straight to Netflix. You'd think everyone would watch it. I know. But people, it it gets lost in the mix. Yes. Um, It's a bummer. I wouldn't have seen it if you hadn't recommended it. You did see it? Yeah. We got to talk about it. Yeah, it's very— I don't think it affected you the same way it affected me, though. But you prepped me for it. Okay. if I had known nothing and watched it, I think I would have been like, this is not what I was expecting at all. Oh, not at all. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like all non-supernatural. And then, yeah, that's what I th- – I thought it was a thriller. Like she's yeah. chained to a bed. Yeah. Mm, yeah, and there's like a crazy person who's keeping her captive. That's one part, yeah. It gets so fucking insane. It's great. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Netflix movies – um, Based on Jason's recommendation, I do think that Lady Bird is going to be Lady Bird Box for Halloween, and I'm just going to put a blindfold as close to her as possible. My God, that's really. And put like funny. a little cardigan on her, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I do love those Bird Box memes. Where it's that guy holding holding back um, that one actress's eyes oh, and yeah. making her look at stuff. I love that. Oh, those. my God. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, the part of Bird Box where, spoiler, spoiler, where he's drawing the monster a thousand oh, times. Very Gamble. Very Stephen Gamble. Very Stephen Gamble. That, to me, is the most fucking – it's up there, like, top ten scariest things I've ever seen. Yeah. I, that and I don't was, know why. That moment was really effective. Yes. Yeah. Um, what's something spooky that happened to you this week? Um, oh, just a kind of a spooky, you know, like – Brain shutting down. Um, oh. I tr- truly, Chris came into the other, came into the living room to tell me today. He was like, hey, in two different, epi- like, you've told two stories twice. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, no. And I have zero recollection. I guess it wasn't like the first couple weeks we were doing this. I like, I well, think we I told- also would record one episode every calendar year. <laughs> That's at the true. beginning. That's true. We started recording episodes in like March. We also did uh, like one or two demo episodes that just didn't go anywhere. Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, so it was yeah, like, so what are we allowed been... to repeat? So I'm sorry, everybody, if I've repeated no, it's stories. Good. What, what were the stories? Uh, I guess I told the grit story before. And really? Yes. Why didn't I remember it? I don't know. Well, th- and I had. You told the story about getting rid of grit, but not the poop. Right. Not the. Curtains. I didn't think I told the poop the curtain story. Did you? I apparently, Chris, or maybe, what if Chris is just gaslighting me? 
I think Chris is talking about we've talked about grit before. But Maybe. I, I would have remembered the poop curtains. And if I don't, I then like... I actually have to walk myself straight to the hospital. <laughs> that's how I feel. That's my that's my spooky thing. Um, and the other one was um, apparently the Brigadoon story I had told in like our second episode. No, why don't I remember that then? I, well, that's my feeling too. It's like sometimes, I don't know. We tell a lot of stories. He There's needs- a lot. Let's kill Chris. <laughs> now I understand why wars happen. I'm like, oh, that doesn't square with my perception of reality. I need for it to go away. <laughs> no, I'm grateful to have someone to be a, um, a glimpse into the outside world. But yeah. I want to ask scared. him what he means by repeat. That's true. Yeah. Was it word for word? What if I had – what if I just completely changed all the details and people were like, oh, my God. Andrew oh, my God. You're like Adele when she's trying to figure out which one of her friends is leaking to the paparazzi and you change like <laughs> one detail. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's good. Oh, my God. Um, Listeners, we love you. We love you so much. We hope you're having a good spooky-ass season. Yeah. But all the spookies and seasonal. It's not seasonal. You but, know what I mean. But this is a special time of year for us people who love spooky things. Have yourself a beverage. Mm-hmm. Have a snack. Drink yourself a leaf. Guzzle candy corn. Guzzle it. Look at the moon. Oh, but before you do that. Just super quick. Get, get out. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Dog. Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.